0: Anyways, um, so me and Mariah are looking for a new Wesleyan church to go to on Sundays. We haven't found one.
1: Speaking of Wesley, how's he been? Oh, yeah, I
0: haven't seen him in a while.
2: Who hit podcaster Wesley Trees? Oh, hey guys! Oh my it's, god, it's me! Huh? Yeah, oh my you god, we me. said his name three times. <laughs> we we said his name three times. He said, he's, he's he's gonna he's gonna turn into a snake.
1: Guys, if you could tell, Wesley's back for another episode.
0: Hey, guys. Hey, welcome back. We've got Wesley with us today. So it's now a podcast mm-hmm. of four. Yeah, I've returned.
2: Whoa. In case you were thinking, three's a scary number. I don't like the number three. Honestly, I think three should be removed from, from the number list.
0: Don't worry about quatre, it, because there's,
2: there's four of us now. Mm-hmm. But I guess now that the number three has been removed four now takes the place of the three numbers so really you monkey pawed everyone. this one buddy
3: at the very least now you have four monkey paw wishes. you do
2: have four monkey paw what wishes monkey now so that's pretty cool six fingers <laughs> uh and you have five I guess
1: right. two of them
0: are already. Hey, this
2: is guys, also possible we're,
1: i feel like i've lost control you have you have,
0: you have it's gone off there's uh, th- yeah yeah we want this to be seen <laughs> this is your first time listening i'm sorry i promise we'll get more in track hi hello we're here takes it took we talk about movies today we'll be talking about beetlejuice because it's halloween whoa slow down there buster brown halloween
2: yeah talk about the movies you watched recently i didn't say
0: we were doing it right now i just said that's what we're going to do okay all right okay you get a pass all right buddy all right
2: what's the most what hey friendo what's the most you've ever lost on a podcast
0: two viewers ten viewers
2: What
0: do I stand
1: I'm surprised if anybody's still listening. Yeah, at this yeah. Point, Miles, please
0: cut out like 80. I'll cut. I'll
3: cut out some right. of this.
0: Yeah. So hold on. Mariah has a surprise comment to read at some point. I don't know when she wants that. I don't want to say let's do summaries or talk about the movies we've seen because then she'll yell at me for jumping the gun about something I don't know about.
2: Like I did. Yeah. I did that.
1: Hey guys, we got an email, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and read that out real quick before we continue on with today's episode. This is. Brought to us by our good old friend Brenly. Hey, Brenly, nice to hear from you again. And Brenly writes, "Quick question, just curious, what are y'all's favorite movies and why?" Which is always perhaps like the hardest question for anyone to answer who's into Especially movies. Especially, but uh, not me.
2: Not me. I know my favorite movie. i mean, in
0: like not a time sensitive manner as well. But you guys are.
2: Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. It's stop motion. It's good of and uh, it's. It's not yeah. even Star Wars. Is
1: you got him there?
3: <sighs> Fans of the podcast already know my favorite yeah. movie. So, uh like the two animated, it's your,
2: it's, it's your name. All Bros.
3: <laughs> I mean, his is at least like somewhat physical, yeah. that. it's stop motion. But um, yeah, no, your name is amazing. Favorite,
0: I, I don't know how you quantify favorite movie, and like, there's movies I like for different reasons. But just as a rule of thumb, I throw No Country up there. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a good combo of like being very well paced it's very entertaining but also like meaningful and i think it balances all those things very well
1: uh of course i have a billion different answers but the one that i'll just stick with uh is the king's speech just because that's the one that made me uh get into filmmaking i watched it and i went oh i want to do that so i don't know if it's like my favorite of all time but i think it's perhaps the most influential because it got me into filmmaking so i'll I'll say that thanks brentley if-
2: if Kubo and the Two Strings had uh, Duel of the Fates in it. <sighs>
1: mm. whew.
3: Just a song or like actually a fight between like Kubo and Darth Maul?
2: That would also be sick. That would also be pretty fucking sick. I was going to say just the music, but if Kubo fought Darth Maul, Darth Maul would absolutely win because Kubo is not the greatest third fighter. But. Anyways,
0: no more measuring midichlorians, fellas. We've got movies to summarize, we've got movies that we've watched recently and we need to talk about. In a somewhat succinct manner. So who wants to start?
1: Me, me, me. Pick me. Fine. Cool. Mariah? Um. Uh, yeah. Stefan and I watched A Bronx Tale. Went on a bit of a De Niro kick after our previous episode, Taxi Driver. And uh, De Niro directed Bronx Tale. And it's a coming-of-age story about a young kid in New York who has, like, a working-class father. And down the block, there's kind of, like, a mobster who he looks up to. And as he grows up, he's kind of torn between his father who doesn't want him to be friends with that mobster and the mobster who kinda of becomes a second father. I thought it had some very interesting points and it was more enjoyable than I expected. So yeah. Bronx tale. It was fun. It was good. Would recommend.
2: Stefan.
0: I wanna clarify that I do watch good movies. Um I've watched a lot of good movies. <laughs> I mean we saw Casino uh, Casino is actually kinda of mid about, so right. Um I rewatched Badlands, which is a movie I like. Malik, that one's got a lot to talk about. But I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about one that um miles already heard a little bit about It's called the light keepers with richard dreyfus and who knows who some random schmuck um so reviewing the two lighthouse movies that i've seen i think lighthouse movies are inherently a little you know cool because in this movie you have richard dreyfus finds a washed up young strapping lad and together richard dreyfus a very round hairy man and this very young strapping hairless man um, spend a lot of time together in a lighthouse, um, and they both really hate women. They 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 proclaim themselves actually to be women haters, and this is because Richard Dreyfus's character, um, his wife was taken away by uh, what was his name, Benny D. Benny, Benny D. D. Ba, ba, Benny D. with Benny the big D took his D. wife away.
2: Benny Benny D.'s nuts. Uh, <laughs>
0: nuts. Took his wife away, and so he just hates women now. And then the young strapping lad, I, you know what? I don't actually remember what happens because, believe it or not, I have never checked out of a movie harder than I have this... <laughs> like, normally a movie, no matter how bad, I can sort of take... Like, I I don't even really know how it ends because I just gave up. I don't want to walk out. Like,
1: the last 10, 15 minutes we were just on our phones. Yes,
0: it's bad. It's...
3: This, okay, so this movie has... This guy has his, like, wife taken away. He gets, you know, cheated on or uh-huh. whatever. So he hates women now instead of just like that yeah, one no, guy? Yeah, no, he
0: hates women.
1: Yeah. Is this, it's, when did this it's movie come out? And fault.
0: he's known in town as the woman hater. The male, the male you know, guy shows movie... up at one point and he's like, oh, you still hate women, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this movie came out in 2009 and it looks like an, a, like a late 90s, early 2000s PBS masterpiece. It looks bad. Also, in researching it, the director went to prison... Yeah for tax fraud for this movie. Yeah, it's
0: like a money laundering movie. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Absurd.
0: Anyways. Oh, that's all old right.
2: Jim, the woman hater. He hates this, women. That's all I've got. Yeah. This
3: weird pre incel cell movie. Yeah. But, like, there's,
0: I won't lie to you, there's a lot of, like, homoerotic subtext and undertones that I can't begin. I told and Miles, Ryan, they all know this, but there's a bit where he's like, Sitting on a chair, and he's looking up at round, hairy Richard Dreyfus, And he says, do you have any brass you need polished, sir? And it's like a long pause. It's it's the whole movie. There's a lot of things they say that are just, what the sus?
1: <laughs> that phrase is brought to you by my, by what my the uh, little sus. Sister.
0: But uh, that's all I got
3: by Thunder.
2: All right, Wesley, what did you watch? Uh,
3: I watched a uh, little film based off of a roll doll book <laughs> and directed by Wes Anderson. Uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox, wow. which hey. is going, it's it's going, going I had seen previously. I just wanted to re watch it. It's just one of those like motion animated films that's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, movie is about a fox family, and the Fantastic Mr. Fox, the father, voiced by George Clooney, is having basically like a midlife crisis. You know, he started to settle down and He's like, dang, I don't have the adventure I did have in my childhood after I got married and had this kid. Uh, so we're going to do one last raid on this farmer's house for, for turkeys. And things go south fast.
2: Bad kind of south.
3: Yeah, um, it, it's a really good film. It's my favorite Wes Anderson film. I probably just, you know, it's a stop motion film. I love animation and definitely one I'd recommend to see. It partially one of the reasons why I started to watch it or want to watch it again is because they're remake or they're making a sequel to chicken run. Right.
2: For yeah. Some reason. They got to break in this yeah. time instead of breaking out, they're yeah. breaking in.
3: That's it's kind of the thing is in part, the chicken run sequel is somewhat similar to fantastic, Mr. Fox and that they're going in to get, you know, a bird of some kind, just the Fox is already pre-dead. Mm.
2: I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Are they, are they doing like a prison break thing? In the it's movie? probably
3: a prison break. I. Don't, I don't really. Sh- I'm not really sure. But this is like striking when the iron is frozen. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. No one is like, dang. Well, I really
2: I mean, need Chicken Run. But it's it's coming out on Netflix. That's, so like, it's, you know. That's
3: the
0: uh, business model for every film company right now: is to resurrect everything that like you're like kind of remember. You're like, oh right, a sequel to that. I I remember that one. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, this is going to lead perfectly into what I watched because I watched the Little Mermaid, hmm. the new one, the oh. live-action one.
1: Uh,
2: I—I'll be real. It was—it was a pity watch. I watched okay. it out of pity for the, the Disney as a company. I was like, all right, I'll give it to you. Oh, yeah, I'll,
3: you really need to feel pity
2: I'll for this Let me feel and, pity yeah. for
0: the multi-billion dollar company.
2: Uh, I, oddly enough, though, I do think the lady that did Ariel, she was pretty good. She How, got uh, she goodness. got more out of the songs than I think the original Little Mermaid did. Because when she's singing the, like, uh, you know, Bits and Bobbles song, where she's like, oh, look at this, isn't it neat? I got, like, fucking 20 of these things. She's She does it like she's like, I'm just, I'm tired, man. I'm, f- like, I need something. I got fucking 20 of these things. It, like, what's the point of being in the ocean anymore? This shit fucking sucks. That's, like, her the name, vibes I got from it.
1: Her name is Hallie Bailey, by the way.
2: No, her name's Ariel.
1: <laughs> oh, you're right. My bad. <laughs>
2: uh, w- however, some part about... Making the crab look realistic and giving him a Jamaican accent, it makes it worse. Yeah. A cartoon crab with a Jamaican accent, that's fine. A realistic crab with a Jamaican accent, it made me feel bad,
3: and I didn't what like it. What accent would you want the realistic crab to
1: have?
2: Australian.
3: Okay, what about the fish?
1: I think, like, Boston. I want the... I think, like I a want Boston accent, accent. accent for the crab would be good.
2: Yeah, I want my crab to be really xenophobic. I want my crab to be super german and really against a certain type of people.
3: People, that, uh, people with legs. People with legs. fish?
2: Yeah. That's the other thing. Oh my god. They replaced uh fucking the seagull. Yeah, bro, chicka with, what, what what the fuck? Do you, you know dog? the song they,
0: where she she raps?
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, so they replaced the 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 seagull with some other type of waterfowl uh and they introduced this character by having it eat a fish next to flounder like dive in eat a fish and then ariel and father like oh hey what's up how's it going <laughs> and i was like if an alien showed up and i knew the alien pretty well but still they showed up and shot a motherfucker next to me and then ate him i wouldn't be like oh what? yeah hey hey man how's it going?
3: No, it's even weirder because it's not an alien. It's a guy you already know and who your friend. Yeah. Just kill it. So, like, if Stefan showed up, killed someone next to you, just randomly, I guess ate him as well. You're like, hey, what's going on?
2: Hey, Stefan. Hey, Stefan, I got this fucking thing. Do you know what it is? Oh, sorry. You're in the middle of eating. My bad.
3: <laughs> really going in at those
2: ribs. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, Poseidon did have a cape made out of fish, though. That was cool.
0: But aren't they? So are they like, see in like, all his nether regions,
2: or no? He had cl- well nether regions. I, I guess yeah, they were seeing his little fish. Nope, I'm stopping there. Uh Okay,
3: wait, no. So it was just like a school of fish were swimming behind him as a cave. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it was it was it was pretty. Sick. It was actually kind of cool. But yeah, all in all, actually, you know, not that bad of a movie. Unfortunately, I, some parts were pretty cringe,
0: but
3: yeah. Does it. Don't, don't they like to the sisters and they're all like all of different races and different. Yeah,
2: different I, I, the way I think it is, is they each come from a different region of they're the sea. Seas. Man, Poseidon is such
3: a man slut. Yeah. He's getting around.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it's like it's the assembly of the daughters. So I I think what it is, is they're all from different regions of the ocean. But yeah, that boy be whoring himself out there. You know <laughs> well, who else all... is whoring themselves out there? guys beetle geist is whoring himself out there uh
1: we're really good at segways it, it was
3: amazing
2: i tried to do uh, it make so it look this like is that, that I, I was frozen, the movie in case was you a- uh, don't remember
0: or haven't yeah seen it. we're
2: how fucking far into this are yeah,
3: we don't worry about that
2: 18 minutes we haven't even started talking about the actual movie yeah, that's totally so right you start with a summary l-
1: Okay, for those of you who have not listened to an episode before, before we jump into today's movie, which is Beetlejuice, we'd like to give a little summary. So in case it's been a second since you've seen it, or perhaps you've never seen it before, we give you a little refresher course. So you're right there with us. So uh, I'll start us off. We meet Adam and Barbara Maitland, a young couple, as they get ready for a vacation at home. Suddenly, they crash their car into a river, but then they walk into their house and they're like, huh, how did we get here? you David Byrne dancing. And then uh, they realize, oh no, we're dead. We must have drowned and now we're ghosts. They see a book, which is like the handbook for the recently deceased. And Adam tries to leave the home and he's suddenly in this like bizarre desert with giant sandworms and that's when they learn, oh, they can't leave their house. Enter the Dietz family comprised of Charles, the father, Delia, his second wife, and Lydia, who is Charles's goth daughter. Delia is a really annoying artist who wants to redecorate the whole house and Adam and Barbara want them out. So they go to the underworld kind of office where their caseworker tells them that they have to reside in the house for 125 years. And if they want the dude's family out, they're going to have to scare them away. They try, they like do the classic, put sheets on them and go, ooh, uh, that doesn't work. And then they discover that Lydia can actually see them because humans can see ghosts if they're kind of willing and they're open to it. And Lydia's the only one in the family who is. And so they kind of become friends with her. But since they still can't scare the family away by making them all dance to uh, Harry Belafonte, they see an ad for a man named Beetlegeist.
0: Yes. Beetlegeist is a bio-exorcist. He scares away all those living nuisances that you don't want. And all you gotta do is say his name three times. So, having messed up this scare, and really wanting the Dietz family out, <clears throat> he decides they're gonna get Beetlejuice. So they say his three name, time, two name, two, three, you know, he say he's they say his name three times, and uh, Beetlejuice shows up, he starts making really crude jokes, and he turns into a snake, and he... Whoa! Hey! Uh, whoa! <coughs> I'm here for your daughter. drug. <laughs> wow! <sighs> and then he. Uh, I'm
2: on the watch list. That was actually. That. The, Stephen, real quick. That was that was a very good. Yeah. Michael Keaton. And Must then, do.
0: Yeah. And then they and then they chase him off. And then, um, scared by Beetlejuice, Lydia thinks the Maitlands have turned on her, so she decides to kill herself. Um, and she writes a a, a letter. And then she goes up to the attic to oh try to see the ghost one last time. And then they show up. And they have funny faces on and so that convinces her to not kill herself because Alec Baldwin has a really long nose and it's funny. Um, But just then, family comes back up into the attic because they have brought their boss over, played by Robert Goulet, and they are pitching to their boss a new attraction park that would effectively take over the entire town for this ghost paranormal attraction theme park. And they need to show the boss the Maitland's fun little antics to convince him to do this. But the Maitlands don't want to cooperate. And having stolen the, what is it? How to, how to recently deceased book?
1: Handbook for the recently deceased.
0: Yes. Otho, the um, decorative assistant to the wife, has stolen that book and uses it to perform a seance. Although the seance doesn't seem to be working.
3: The seance that Otho is performing from the handbook of the recently deceased is uh, actually in exorcism, and they're using the the wedding clothes that they have just kind of kept, I guess, in in the closet somewhere, as their summoning medium, and Barbara is pulled from the attic and summoned to this table, where she starts to rapidly age into a horrible crypt ghoul, and to the fright of everyone around them, and then Adam is summoned to the table, and he begins to rapidly age as a horrible crypt ghoul. Uh, Lydia realizes that this is not a seance. It is an exorcism, and when a ghost is exorcised, it's being dead for the dead. And she starts to look for a way to interrupt this ritual, as Odo cannot, Otho cannot stop it. She then goes up to the uh, attic, where she agrees with Beetlegeist that she will become his wife if he stops this whole thing. She says his name three times, and he proceeds to kind of just be, like, wacky for... A little bit he slightly interrupts <laughs> yeah. it he doesn't do a ton and then he performs. starts this very much shotgun wedding right there in the living room uh summons a little alien man to act as the priest and is about to force lydia into this wedding um i don't know how old she is i don't think this is legal binding
1: she's in high school so yeah so this is not underage
3: I don't think it's gonna work. He's like just you fucking. He's like over a thousand years old. Look at (laughs) age cap. And everyone else, like the uh, Barbara and Adam, are trying to say his name so that the wedding is interrupted. Uh, Adam gets sent to the attic and is like tiny, and then he drives a little tiny toy car into Beetlejuice's foot, and they manage to say his name three times, and he's tossed out. And then
2: they they sure toss his salad, am I right, boys? Huh. yeah.
3: Oh wait, that's right. Um, at one point he he sends Barbara off to the sand dimension where the sandworms are, and she comes back riding on a sandworm. Mm-hmm. Somehow, this is not explained. There is no way that she could just, get it through the front door. Yeah, I don't. So the sandworm eats Beetlejuice. That's what happened
2: women are strong wesley she
3: did punch it earlier so it did yeah. set up that she was stronger than the same i'll give it that yeah maybe it just respected her i don't know
1: go gina davis
3: uh and then oh you know, everything's happy because now lydia has been saved from this wedding and in the kind of not like post credits but the very end bit it is shown that the baitlands the deets have begun to live in the house cooperatively, and the Maitlands are using their ghostly powers to give bonuses for Lydia if she does well in school. She'll dance to... Uh, what's that song called? Uh shake, Deo. dance. Shake, shake,
1: senora. Yeah, shake, shake, shake. Wonderful.
3: Oh, and then... Absolutely. There's one other thing. Uh, Beetlejuice is now stuck in a waiting room for presumably... As the last like soul in line, he's like nine billion and something. Uh and then he tries to witch doctor, gets his head shrunk, and that's it.
2: This is true. Maybe this is a good luck
3: for me. No.
2: Very so beautiful. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. You guys did a that's great job. That is Beetlejuice. Now, let's take it back. Let's talk about what it took to make this dang old um, movie. To make this dang I mean, old I mean, movie. How do you make movies? Well, first you gotta get a script. That's step one. Uh, If you're lame. Let me ring up my boy, Michael Dowell. Now, Michael Dowell, uh, with help from Larry Wilson, wrote the original script for Beetlejuice back in the 1980s. uh, And he sold the script to the Geffen Film Company uh, and then kept working on drafts until Tim Burton... Got interested in the movie, uh, which is where we kind of actually get the movie that we watched. Because McDowell's original screenplay. Uh, uh, uh-oh. Yikes. It's not that good. Ouch! It it has uh two Dietz children instead of just the one goth girl. Uh, which the makeup artist, this is supposed to be later but i'll just do it now the makeup artist was like talking about wardrobe and stuff and they're like yeah we need this like girl to be wearing a lot of black and and be alternative because goth girl wasn't a thing back then did so they had to like
3: wait did this movie start goth like goth girl stuff
2: it fucking might have it it i didn't i don't know if it was like the catalyst for it but it came out before goth girls were like a known thing so, what do you
0: know? They're reinventing the goth girl with Adam's family 40 years later.
2: Wednesday Adams.
0: Yeah, there uh,
2: is. So there's there's two Dietz children. The 16-year-old Lydia and a 9-year-old Kathy who's a smaller oh. child. Beetlejuice oh. is a winged demon uh, and you don't have to say his name three times. You just gotta dig him out of the hole and then you've effectively let him loose and there's nothing you can do to stop him except for, like, sandworm eating him. You can't, like, send him fucking back into, you you know, little miniature town. Yeah. The Maitland's car crash is far more graphic. They show Barbara's arm being, like, mangled and crushed by the, like, car. It shows them slowly drowning. It is pretty brutal
3: well yeah like in the movie they just kind of go off a bridge that's maybe 10 15 feet up like and then just, just they're dead that was totally a survivable crash
1: i mean i think getting out yeah. of a car in underwater no is, their window uh... their windows
3: were open
2: yeah so actually oh. if you watched mythbusters you would know that
1: you know what I did see that episode Miles actually? <laughs> episode okay. I did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got you got two options. Either roll your windows oh. down or wait until the whole thing is full of water so that the pressure the pressure equalizes and then you can just open the door.
1: Yeah. But until it's that happens, it's, fun it's tip damn for near possible. Who might need it. Yeah,
3: so if, yeah. So, if yeah. someone a little different. If someone's in your car a, right now a water crash and uh because of our retelling of Mythbusters episode, let us know.
2: Yeah. So they they do keep a reference to her arm being crushed uh, when Barbara is like, she remarks on her arm feeling really cold and frozen and it's not brought up ever again. That's because it was demolished in a car crash.
1: Wait, so did they film that sequence and take it out or was it just in the original
2: they, draft? It was in the original draft and it was like the car crash happens, they become ghosts, she says the line. They only removed the car crash part. They left the line in, so it's kind of like a, a gotcha. remnant.
1: Okay. I will
3: Best say of. that uh, having that graphic of a car crash would not fit for the film. It's like this film is real no,
2: new-made. no. Well, you want to talk about what doesn't fit in this movie? <sighs> Shit, I shouldn't have said that because my next line is Beetlejuice was supposed to be a Middle Eastern man. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> The actual thing that I wanted to say instead of that was (laughs) Beetlejuice fucking kills the nine-year-old. Okay, this sounds really a step up. Uh, Instead of just scaring them out of the place, his plan is to murder all but one of them. And he does manage to kill Kathy, the nine-year-old girl. It doesn't say how he kills Kathy uh, in what I was reading, but it is brought up multiple times that Kathy does die. What it does bring up in in unfortunate detail is the fact that instead of marrying the 16 year old Lydia, he wants to commit the big yeah. R on Lydia. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do feel like that was kind of implied a little bit because she's such an unwilling participant. I mean
2: yeah, but boy oh boy, in the original script does he get a lot further. Oh no yeah Mm. it is not good it's really fucking bad yeah Yeah, definitely a boo womp Mm -womp. uh and so the the reason he kills the nine-year-old child first is because the actual it's the nine-year-old that's capable of seeing the maitlands not uh lydia so you know that's fun oh i take it back i did find out how they kill her how they kill Lydia? Not Lydia, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy, the little girl. I just forgot, but thankfully I had written it down. I bet you didn't think she was going to get brutally mutilated by wait 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 a swarm of a swarm of bees beetles. Mm.
0: Final cockroaches. Final guess.
2: Nope. Rabbit squirrels.
0: Oh, it's like Charlie and Chocolate Factory. She. <laughs>
2: huh. <laughs> Shit, that was really good. That was really funny. <laughs>
1: I don't think <laughs> you're going to have to put that in because yeah. it's not going to pick up on any of the mics but Wesley just hit them so hard
2: it might pick up on Wesley's uh, OBS but I don't know. if it doesn't I'll add it <laughs> so yeah so she is eaten alive by rabbit squirrels
1: yeah he just Tim Burton just saved that later for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah that's all he did.
2: So in in another alternate version, where they still keep in a lot of that other stuff, the film concludes with the Maitlands and the Dietz and Otho all teaming up to conduct the exorcism ritual to destroy Beetlejuice and send that motherfucker to the your super dead world. Uh, and then the Maitlands actually move into the model house. And... Oh they refurbish their model house to look like their original house. And they just live in that. So, that's cool. But now, McDowell has this original script, right? He goes to Larry Wilson, the guy who helped him with the story. Uh, And this is where... So, real quick, Larry Wilson works at Universal Studios at the time. Uh, He's one of the executives there. So...
0: Larry Wilson's words. Larry
2: Wilson... I take it back. Larry Wilson is not one of the executives. I'm bad and I can't read I know. I look, I read it, and my brain is like, yeah, you got the right information. And then I say it, and I look back and I went, that's the wrong information. I've been betrayed by my own brain's ability to fucking comprehend words.
3: You're just gaslighting yourself at this point.
2: It's bullshit. Larry Wilson... I'm just going to read it verbatim instead of trying to be cool about it. Larry Wilson who, oh, I'm sorry, Larry Wilson, comma, who was working at Universal at the time, comma, actually said that one of the executives there took him aside and told him that the Beetlejuice script was reflecting really badly on him. And he was told, this piece, this piece of weird, Jesus Christ, this piece of weirdness, this is what you're going to go out into the world with? Where you're going to squander your career on this piece of shit?
1: See, usually, though, when you get a response like that, it means that there definitely is an audience for it and that it's going to be right for somebody.
0: Uh-huh. I told that to a little girl. Yeah,
2: playing with bubbles. <laughs> really, you're going to stick your career on these amateur fucking bubbles, this absolute piece of shit. And now she's
0: gone and made the everlasting bubble. Yeah. I don't I look a fool. Don't I look yeah. a darn fool? Who's who's paid the price for my for my
3: for my arrogance? And my- Are you stuck in a bubble now?
2: I was about to say yeah. He is for the video-based listeners that we have zero of. You'll know this. He is trapped yeah. in a bubble. That's
0: the arc of this. He's episode. permanently trapped I in need a bubble. To get out of the bubble. Yeah. Maybe I'll no, find we'll my though. clues along the way, gang. If you hear a clue in the episode, say "Stefan, <laughs> Stefan." There's a clue, and I'll hear you. <laughs>
1: This episode hey. is off the rails, bonkers. Bro, is he, no, it's getting hotter.
2: It, it
3: fits the movie. Yeah, it fit for the film, so.
2: So, the script is already kind of going out to people. Uh, they haven't, they they did the first rewrites, you know, making it so that Beetlejuice gets exercised and uh, he gets fit because he's exercised. And, okay, well, I guess that one didn't fucking land. No one even smiled.
1: I got it. Thank I get you. it. I, I, yeah, I'm I, oh,
0: sorry. I've not heard that one ever before.
2: <laughs> Tim Burton gets in here, uh and he fixes the script. He comes in and he's like, "This shit kind of ass boy. Like, I'm gonna make this shit kooky and fun and not a bummer. Where you're trying to do Hard. bad. Thi- what the hell, Stefan? What? No, keep going. This is it's me. <laughs> okay." <laughs> So Tim Burton comes in and he fixes the script. He makes it a fun, lighthearted romp.
0: Yeah, as he does. That little oddball. That
2: little That little
1: silly little, little guy. Little guy who, that little weirdo, that little loner.
2: As a child, he covered his brother in fake blood and wielded a knife and told his mother to come into the room. Uh, where he was screaming about how the game didn't go right.
1: We've all done that though. A prankster.
2: Oh, we've right? all done that. We've all done that silly little goof where we pretend to have murdered our younger brother. Pretend?
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, I like, we had like three or four times, right?
2: Oh, my God, yeah.
1: I did that I, with my friend once and did red food coloring on my neck, and then it stained my neck and my shirt, and it was not worth it. <laughs> That's yeah. a shout-out to Gene. Gene, if you're listening, I don't know if you remember that, but I do.
0: Shout-out to you, Gene. Hey, May your jeans be full and...
1: You, comma, Gene, not Eugene,
3: what? as a name.
0: Shout out I,
2: to Eugene. I wonder
3: how old he was at that point, and how did he get access to fake blood?
2: Probably made it. Killed his sibling.
3: How did he make he it? Is it
2: Watered. He probably watered down some ketchup. All right, all right. Keep it ball rolling. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Gina Davis. Yes. Who was?
1: Yes. Love of on, my life.
2: On board from the start. She was like, yeah, this is my movie. I'm in. But Renona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, and Michael Keaton all initially passed on the film. But they're in the movie. So we don't have Michael Keaton. The director, i.e. Tim Burton, ends up flying out to meet O'Hara and convince her to take the part. Catherine O'Hara... Also, wasn't initially set to be in the movie at all. Uh, the role of Delia Dietz went to Angelica Houston initially,
1: oh. which I she's uh oh shoot I don't know the Adams family very well. She's the mom in the Adams family. Oh okay, that's who that that would
2: have been very gothy. Gothy, uh, yeah. But uh, Morticia Adams. Morticia. Morticia. Yeah. She got sick. And could not film. So they went with O'Hara instead. She said no.
0: All my favorite fictional go women were
2: married. Yeah. Shout, out to, uh, Lola shout Bunny. out to Flo from Cars. I could treat you better. <laughs> the role of goth teenager Lydia Dietz was difficult to fill. As well, Sarah Jessica Parker and Brooke Shields, Jennifer Connolly, and Molly Ringwald all turned down the role. I can see why Molly Ringwald didn't want it. She's a priss. Yes. Uh, yeah. Juliette Lewis auditioned for the part as well. Uh, but they ended up going with the 16-year-old Renona Ryder after Had Burton she... saw her.
1: Was this like her first big thing? Well. Sorry. I Tim Burton saw
2: on. her in her acting debut in the 1986 coming-of-age flick Lucas you cu- you Mariah. You cut him off Sorry. Sorry. moments Sorry. before Sorry. he said it. They initially, when uh, they wanted to get Beetlejuice, they went with Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Does anyone know who Sammy Davis yeah, Jr. Was, is? Yes. All right, more than me then.
1: Wait to play Beetlejuice?
2: Yes. Huh. Okay.
1: Um, I don't see it.
2: No, I don't see the vision. Oh, I got, I got to look this motherfucker up real quick. I,
3: you know what, I can't see it.
2: Was he? F- not friends with uh yeah. <laughs> He could be goofy enough, I think. He, Just based he on Could the visuals. be, but
3: given like what Beetlejuice <laughs> yeah. does in the film,
2: I don't think it would be very
0: You can't go off vision though. Like poignant. No, you
2: would not be able to do that. No. Yeah, based on the original script, having this motherfucker do it, that would probably not go down well in any regard.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. If you go off just aesthetic alone. Like, if you looked at, you know, Gucci, Johnny Depp, would be like, that man's incapable of being silly. This is not a silly man. But he is a silly man.
2: Yeah. Uh, they also, uh, the producers also considered Dudley Moore, who also don't know who that is. Dudley uh, Moore. The <laughs> comedian Sam Kinison. <laughs> what is, and this? What is this segment? Uh, no? Okay, fine. Uh...
1: Can you recognize that name? <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, Sam Kinison's manager didn't even bother telling him that the studio was interested, so he just didn't. He never found out. Damn. We've read about yeah. this
0: happening a couple of times where they just don't inform their talent. They just and then don't tell them. It's like, what the hell?
2: Yeah. Well, studio head David Geffen of Geffen Records and Geffen Pictures fame lobbied for Michael Keaton, who, again, initially wasn't into the role, uh, but Tim Burton uh, well, Tim Burton also didn't want him in the movie. He didn't think he was up for the task.
1: Oh. Yeah, he got down on one knee, opened up a box. He had a Yeah, the bat. So you know, like,
0: the card.
1: bat. 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 Ring.
0: Bat. Ring. Gang. That's our next clue. Thanks for <laughs> calling it out.
1: What a strange <laughs> bit. <laughs> Batterings
2: are sharp. Get... They, can,
3: they can be a tool to pop
1: that his bubble. That
0: might just be what I need to get out of my bubble.
3: All right, you have two more you have to find mm. by the end of this episode to save Stefan from his bubble prison. Oh, he'll be trapped in there forever.
0: forever. I can't pop the bubble now because there's a giant pit below me. We need
2: something to save Stefan from the pit. Keep it a listen. <laughs> Cons- <laughs> Considering the movie is named after his character, so now we're getting into uh, production, by the way. Uh, The script is now funny and lighthearted and not horrible and scary. Uh, The cast is all on board after Tim Burton went to each and every one of them and said, please, please, please be in the movie. I beg of you. And they all went, okay, little man. Okay, weird little guy.
3: How many... At this point in time, how many films had Tim Burton done? Like, what was his...
2: He has done... Well, okay, big movies or just like any fucking thing,
3: just anything.
2: All right. Well, that I don't know
3: because he? Right?
2: That's the that's the one big movie he's done. That is basically what is considered his dekt- di- directorial debut. Okay. Uh, so so he's is...
3: going to all these actors and he's like, please be in my film. Think about how well I can do. And he has one film under his. He's
2: got one film and it's fucking Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Not, it's it's not fucking Pee Wee Herman. That is is a different thing. uh It's a a movie featuring Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman's big adventure. Big adventure. He has to find his bike. Find his bike.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so.
1: Hit us with your Pee Wee impression. Is
0: that me? Yeah. I can't do Pee Wee. I can just kind (laughs) of. I can't do it. He's like. That nah, wasn't it. Something that like, wasn't no. it. I can't do I never. I never claimed to be a Pee Wee man. He threw this on just, me.
3: Just you threw this on me. Do the, do the Michael Keaton impression again. Just hey. be juice. Oh. Ah. I knew Pee Wee well. I saw him down there at the thing. Ooh. Hey,
1: ho. Oh. <laughs> hey, ho.
3: Oh,
1: I'll never, I
3: never claim to be a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually really pretty, like, pretty good. good.
2: <laughs> so. The movie is called Beetlejuice. Why? Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton is in the movie for like fucking 17 minutes. Yeah. It is funny. Michael Keaton was allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted. It feels like it. (laughs) He had fucking nothing on the line. He was... Uh, Tim Burton was like, you do you, man. You do you. Hey, hey, Michael Keaton, you know this character that's supposed to be a scary red winged demon who's also supposed to be Middle Eastern, but you're not Middle Eastern, so we're going to change that. That's good. What do you want him to look like? And Michael Keaton went, well, you dig him out of the ground. I think he should be covered in moss. I think he should be mossy and make him pale with dark eyes. Also, can you make my nose look broken? And I
1: don't think I noticed that. Sure. I didn't get that
2: bad. Here, just turn your head
0: to the left a little well, bit. I got, I got, I got a knuckle sandwich for you right here.
2: Yeah. So he went to the makeup artists, and he was like, "Hey, I want my nose to not look like my nose. Can you make it look broken?" And they went, "Uh, we're filming today, my boy."
1: Thanks for the heads up, Keaton.
2: Yeah. I mean, let me ask real quick. Hey, does anyone have a broken nose prosthetic? And they went, no, Mm -hmm. we don't. And then she went, uh, she as in uh, Vay Neal, one of the makeup artists, who was basically in charge of Beetlejuice and a lot of other stuff. Very cool lady. She was like, all right, does anyone have busted lip prosthetics? And they went, okay, well, I mean, we do have that. We do have that thing. And so they just put busted lip prosthetics on his nose to make it look different. Okay. I
1: feel like I need All to right. look up a picture of him again to like see that, because that's definitely a feature of him that I wouldn't consider or like pick up on.
3: Yeah, everything else about that, like the pale, the dark eyes, the moss, does get through, but a broken nose I did not see. Yeah.
1: You know what comes up when I look up Beetlejuice? Is it him?
0: Yeah, there he is, my boy, Beetlejuice. <laughs>
3: Uh, that was just a picture of. For the audio-only listeners, that was a picture of some guy apparently named Beetlejuice, who is a black man.
0: Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. a did stuff with the uh, name Ron. Ron Perlman. No, the like radio host guy. The
2: Dude. I want you to know, I'm cutting this part out. We're not gonna go into this other guy's backstory. Another That's thing. Perlman. I'm
1: looking. I'm looking at pictures of Keaton as Beetlejuice, and I, I just uh, I. You don't Maybe see on it. the bridge of the nose slightly, but like yeah, there's. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's, it, I don't really I'm, see much. His nose does look a little bit puffier than it normally does, but it, again, they were using like busted lip prosthetic to build out his nose. The wig—they only had the one wig, and they did a process of repeatedly dyeing it, bleaching it, dyeing it, bleaching it, repeatedly until they said the thing was damn near falling apart. Uh, and then they used that. And they, they That's gave... what my
1: hair looked like when I bleached it and dyed it like three times in high school. Yeah. Well, I mean it doesn't par.
3: it does at least fit that it should be falling apart for a character who is falling apart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and he is wearing a, a bald cap as well, in case you thought that his hairline was that far back.
3: He just had a six head, that's you know.
2: Yeah. He is dead. <laughs> Yeah, my boy My boy's forehead goes to the back of his head, like mine. <laughs> oh god so they get michael keaton all dressed up in his silly little outfit that he pretty much was like i want this and this and this and this he was a kid in a candy sort as far as this this went it took barely two weeks to do all of his filming uh for the movie which again much of it he ad-libbed but when keaton whenever keaton walked out on set and everybody knew he was going to do his silly little guy stuff where he would just kind of go in and ramble for a little bit. And Tim Burton and everyone would go, ha ha, ha ha, yay, ha ha, yay, yay Michael, Michael Keaton,
3: ha ha, he's so funny.
1: Ha uh-huh. ha, yeah, Michael Keaton, yeah.
3: please come slap my butt cheeks,
0: I got them out for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, I had this image in my mind that everyone was so giddy and happy that they, pulled, they like, put the cheeks out. I, I can't tell you why. Yeah. yeah, no, that's well, it's it. fair. That's all I got. I'm not gonna.
2: They they saw him, and everybody on the soundstage would chant
0: juice, 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 juice.
2: <laughs> OJ, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to hype this man up so that he could go out on stage. He could go out on the soundstage, and he go hey, oh hey, oh hey, someone go over the juice. <laughs> hey, give me the juice.
3: I, it's it's one of those things. That's where- incredible. So he's filmed his part for two weeks. He's in this film for like 17 freaking minutes. Why would it take two weeks? He's ad-libbing all his
2: lines. It's- because of one problem. He's so fucking funny that everyone is ruining takes. That okay. like he's doing all these amazing bits and he's busting up the characters. He's supposed to be scaring people and they're just laughing. And then Tim Burton has to go, no, guys, you can't do that. You got to be scared. Michael Keaton, keep up being the funniest man alive. Wow. So it takes two weeks to do 17 minutes just because he's a bastard man that can't not be funny. What a compliment. Yeah. uh, The problem is that this budget, I'm sorry, this movie has a budget. (gasps) And that budget is... 15 million dollars. Which uh what's that? It, we found our next clue? Fifteen million dollars! <laughs> oh thank you, you can you, definitely listeners. fill a pit with fifteen million dollars. We're filling the hole with fifteen million dollars. We only need but, one but, more. What's this? There's a sandworm on guard protecting Stefan inside his bubble? We need a way to distract the sandworm. Keep an ear out for our next clue. Of this $15 million, only $1 million of it is going to uh, special effects. Ooh. Now-
1: It shows. Just kidding.
2: When, you, when I say special effects, I also mean all of the makeup special effects. So every time they do up that pretty little boy in his moss- which they got at uh, a craft store, by the way, they spend a part of that $1 million. You I can do it too? You can do it too. Every time they make a little animatronic or do stop-motion animation, it's into that abyssibly small budget. Okay. And yeah, it. <laughs> they leaned into it. Uh, Tim Burton was quoted as saying, our budget was so small, I decided to just let it all look like a B rate horror movie and thought it would be funnier. Huh.
3: I, I think it works. I think that special effects for the film are, you know, like, oh, yeah, this looks a little goofy, but yeah, this whole movie will yeah, look goofy. I,
0: th- I think it works exceptionally well. And I think one of the reason it works is the miniature village or the miniature town.
2: Do- okay. When I first watched the movie, I had turned it on, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go get a glass of water. What's so up? I, okay, I
0: hold on, it, on, This is a running theme that you start a movie and walk away. Are you yeah, like, like, pausing it? No. Wow. It was also the you intro. Did it, you did it with Reservoir Dogs. You start a movie, and then you're like, oh, I was in the kitchen, and then it pulled my
2: attention. I Well, I had to get some water, and it was like the intro crawl yeah, no, with fine. words. I, I like,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But I was duped. I thought that it was an aerial shot for a while and then it went into the uh, miniature part and I was like, Wait, did I miss something? And I scrolled back and I went, Oh, it's all miniature. It's
0: all miniature. And then a spider shows up in our areola shot.
3: And
2: then What?
3: what? Adam, Alec Baldwin comes in and he's like, I'm just gonna get the little spider and he picks it up and he just beats he's it out so of a bird story he's holding window. a little of
0: a literal, actual spider. Uh,
2: Tim Burton, knowing his budget, Wanted to hire Anton first. He was his first desired <sighs> prop boy. I don't know, man. Anton first. I nice. okay. prop boy. <sighs> he was going to be the production designer after being very different Im-
1: from prop boy. Da 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 da!
2: After being impressed with his work on the Miles, Company of Wolves,
0: you meet me after class. <laughs> I gotta and
2: talk. And Full Metal Jacket.
0: Hey. Full Metal Jacket. Hey.
2: Yeah, he worked on *Full Metal Jacket*. He was very Tim Burton was very impressed with Anton. First, the problem is first was committed to the movie *High Spirits*, which he later regretted. So he hired Bo Welch, uh, his future collaborator on *Edward Scissorhands* and *The Batman Returns*. You might know this man for his wonderful contribution of making sure that the penguins' butt cheeks were on full display.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A very important thing.
2: Yeah. That cheek's like a pancake. (laughs) Cheek's like two big old flapjacks. Mm Want to get in there? Munching some
1: flapjacks.
2: (laughs) And then he would also hire Bob Schwartz, and he was the man that did the props. And uh, let's talk a little bit about these wonderful, wonderful, awesome props. Name a prop. I take it back.
1: Sculptures.
2: Okay, sculptures, they were stop-motion animation, obviously. The stop-motion for the animation in this movie is in Tim Burton's classic... Well, I guess it would become his classic style of not exactly the most fluid stop-motion animation. It's definitely no Christmas stop-motion animation movie where it shits, like, you know, very choppy. But it's not Kubo and the Two Strings, you know, let's be real about that.
3: No, it's running at a lower yeah frame rates and everything i, I couldn't tell you biased. exactly
2: what the frame rate is but he, tim burton did and very wesley wesley very astute eyes very incredibly astute eyes for the frame rate that was a a directorial choice by tim burton he wanted them to be at a lower frame rate
3: okay i want to say it's probably at like i mean 12 would be the easiest one to animate doing it just on half
2: that i um, do not know but, but I also not, would not be surprised
3: wait the, it, like it's not super choppy. it's not I don't think it's running at 12 it might be like 18 or 16 or something they but weren't that real. Would just be weird make, no, uh, no they were real they were they were very real oh okay to you. they had to yeah.
2: slaughter a family of three and put their souls in the sculpture Steffan.
3: oh right
2: it was that, yeah that was, was horrendous Clark's
0: family he, he bowled them to death
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, Bowled them to death too early. I guess it was a it was a red herring. I'm sorry, Stefan. You're still gonna get trapped in that bubble. Uh so the stop motion animation was to show the otherworldliness of of the spirit world. That's why you also see the stop motion on the like purgatory world, which in the original script I am so stupid. I'm not stupid. Ooh, baby. Uh in the original script, that place is Titan. Like any astrology nerds was out like there?
0: A, a, a celestial body. Can I
1: can I be an astrology nerd for a second? Tangentially? Yeah,
2: yeah sure, go for it. You can try.
1: Beetelgeist is uh, a star in the Orion constellation.
2: It is. It is.
1: That's just a little fun fact for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true.
1: Stefan is pogging. And sticking out his tongue right now for all of you non-visual listeners.
2: Of which all of you are.
1: Yeah, because we're not releasing this visually yet.
2: No, that'd be crime. If you you get onto our Patreon.
1: We don't have one.
2: (laughs) Yet.
0: Yet. You can send money via check to 444.
2: So, very also astute of you, Mariah. Uh, I forget his name. The man who originally made the script... Let me scroll on up. Michael McDowell,
1: McDowell.
2: Uh, very big into astrology and space and whatnot, because, yeah, the uh, forbidden zone, the netherworld is, is what it's considered, or the sandworm land, as other people call it. It is one of Saturn's moons, Titan, and it is suggested that the green planet in the background is actually saturn and the brown planet further in the background is jupiter it is also considered that maybe this hellscape is saturn which doesn't make sense because saturn is a gas planet then the green planet would be jupiter and the brown planet would be mars which also i don't really think is correct because where's earth in between us and mars so,
3: well, they're not in like a line all the time, I think they're different- Well, things.
2: well, well, look who knows about space.
3: Uh, yeah, it's really big and mostly empty. Um, I saw the moon
2: yesterday. Damn. Very, very a, good stuff. There's a man on it. He Jim Carrey. made
1: of cheese.
2: Winsleydale. Well, let's let's bring it back. We've talked about the wonderful stop motion animation and how it is, in fact, on Titan in the original script.
3: Oh, wait, one other thing about the BFX.
2: They okay. had
3: some beautiful blue screen work that totally was not obvious. Yeah,
2: blue screen work was pretty banger.
1: I will say, watching the credits, what I found interesting is that they had sequences that were done by people, like like singular people. Like It was like sandworm sequence by so-and-so. I think it was like snake sequence by so-and-so, I which I thought was just like incredibly impressive, yes. that it was a relatively small team doing this. Well,
2: um, Mariah...
1: if you cared
2: if you ever cared to listen to me even once you would know two things mariah yeah one this movie has an incredibly small budget Mm -hmm. and thus cannot afford the amount of people required to do large-scale vfx like a lot of stop motion and having multiple artists secondly you would know from the episode about Paranorman that they normally only have one animator per scene or per per bit because they don't want clashing animation styles inside a single shot yeah I you know I was gonna say something about that too
1: I learned that from (laughs) the
3: podcast
1: (laughs) yeah I've heard good things about it
0: fake fan if if ever we did a video podcast this would have been the one to do it
2: yeah
1: uh, <laughs>
2: let's talk a little bit about Snakehead, or as oh, I like that's to call my favorite him, band. Snakehead. Can I get? Can you get what?
3: Don't yeah. finish it. Come on! Right. No, you on, started man. it. You got to finish it. Do you, you want that snake tongue? Where?
1: Can we please get back on track?
2: Okay, so the Snakehead with Beetlejuice on it was done by a very small group of three people. The The process of making it goes a little something like this. You make a clay head of it to get a general idea after you do some sketches of it. And then you get a vacuum formed head and have kind of like a shell, right? And it's this shell that you're putting all your servos into. You... Cut. So like basically what they do, they had the the front of the face, right? They had slits in this vacuum formed mask effectively. And those slits, they would put servos in and those would control the eyebrows that would eventually go over the fake skin that they would put over the the thing. Right. And then they had servos in the cheeks to make the mouth move. And they had servers for eyelids. They had servers for uh, the lips so they could curl three different ways each Mm. lip. So the top lip had three servers to get each corner and then the middle and the bottom, same thing. Yeah, uh, I will
1: say watching it, like there's that one bit where it like it holds on it and the lip curls and I was like, ooh, that looks very good. And the way that it curls is very impressive.
2: Yeah, so you got all these things trying to work at once. Thankfully, they aren't having to work with just straight puppeteering. They have uh, motion control. So they are running the film back at an extremely slow speed. And they're getting, like, really drawn out each phoneme. And they do the lips. Well, I guess they'll, they'll do the mouth open, run it back, make sure that for the speed it's, it's doing the thing right. And then they'll do the lips at that speed, and then they'll do the eyes, and they'll do everything until the whole thing... Is working at that speed and then they slowly ramp it up and tweak each individual thing until they're at full speed and it looks the way it does in the final film okay
3: so okay so when they're doing this kind of thing I'm a little curious about how that would work on on film Mm mm-hmm because so they're just—they're literally just filming the section. Are they like putting on a new roll of film to film the next bit, and then they're adding that on together, or are they so exposing the same film multiple times?
2: It's so no film is being used right now. They have the voice of Michael Keaton, you know, doing his voiceover for the thing. That film with the audio on it is what's being re-recorded, and then they they gonna take that snake and take them over and use that in the final shot. Uh, and they'll play the audio with the snake so the actors have something to go off of. So when... To answer your question, there's, there is there is no film involved other than the audio strip.
3: Okay, so they're basically just running it through, like, a, a program of, okay, these are the motions that are going to happen, and they're basically... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're pre, pre-animating it.
2: Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And they did that for... All the animatronics that have to talk, motion controls were a very big thing on this set. So it it helped them be able to do a lot more in and out shooting because they have such a small budget. They need to be able to bring it in, get the shot, take it out. We, we don't have time for puppeteers to make small mistakes because robots don't make mistakes. No. No. Unless unless Never. they unless they break down, which happened a lot because the budget was really small.
1: Unless it's a giant robotic shark that sinks to the bottom of the ocean and you're filming. Jaws. Unless it's
2: a
0: little yeah. gremlin creature.
3: I will say I did look it up real quick. Um, the one million dollars in 1988 is equal to about two point six million dollars in the re- by the recording of this podcast. So that's really not a lot, especially for making all of these animatronics all the
2: VFX, all the costumes yeah all the makeup
3: like it's honestly knowing that this is really impressive
2: yeah they will move on to the shrimp the shrimp hand the hand shrimp oh you mean the shrimp yeah they were trying to do that a lot of different ways so they thought all right we're gonna use gas to shoot the shrimp out that didn't work all right let's put the shrimp on them and then pull them into the cup and run it backwards that didn't work either they thought all right let's uh just animate the shrimpies and you know blue screen them on that didn't work and then bob uh, i believe i it could be wrong because it didn't say his name but it's in a section where they're talking about bob Schwartz who did all the props uh where he suggested that they just put a hand on it and make the hand
0: Scrampies.
2: face yeah. hugger them with sh- with the, the
0: shrimpies.
2: inevitably went with that. So. I will
3: say in the in this scene rep before that where they're like first showing the table and it has all the shrimp in the the bowls. It's the same shrimp they're using the whole time. So I'm like, why do these shrimp look so bad? They're horrible looking.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, they look really weird trims. and fat and like strange. No. Yeah.
0: yeah, why don't they just put actual shrimp on a clove? Also, only I'm had like fifteen million dollars, they're not spending I'm like money a basic on shrimp. Bitch,
1: but yeah. that dancing scene just is funny every single time I, know, I see it,
0: it. It tickles you. You you're <laughs> delighted by that. I
1: I love it because like it's funny watching the people's expressions when they like get into it. Like Otho like drumming on the bucket and then being like, "What am I doing?" But I don't care. I'm into it. Like it's funny every single time. I
2: watching that scene. I was like, they're doing a really good job of not like looking like they don't want to be doing it
1: when they're like putting the napkins on their faces and everybody's yeah. like oh, the fuck and then they just start dancing in unison like it's so fun Love everyone
3: it. everyone in this film is very accepting of there being a ghost yeah like yeah yes. them being possessed by the matlins and just being like oh we're doing this dance they immediately are like oh yeah this is fun the Metlins themselves can make
1: money off of it yeah yeah
3: the Matlin themselves realize they are dead and immediately are like, yeah, yeah, whatever.
2: Oh, they're Go like, s- oh, shit, fuck, oh well. At least we get to live in our house for a while. Well, yeah. Mariah, you bring us to a wonderful segue. You're the only person that likes that bit. No one in the studio likes that bit. Really? They want it out. Get it out of here. I don't want it. Uh, But Tim Burton says, no, fuck you. It's in. I'm not removing it. You can eat my ass. Shorts. Shorts. And so my, it stays my in. My
1: ass shorts.
2: Yeah. Uh, that is kind of it. I will say this one last thing. I'll bring up uh, Vayne Neil one more time, the makeup artists. Shout out to her. This is the second movie to use airbrush makeup. The first movie being Spaceballs that came out a little bit before this movie. However spaceballs only used it here and there uh they use it for i think one character and that's it this movie is cited to being the first movie that uses airbrush makeup extensively so movie making in the process boys
1: was this nominated for makeup or did it win makeup (sighs)
2: Maybe sorry, if you I'm had the- patience and waited until I got to the reception think, of the movie. I think
0: we should install a driver's wheel in
2: the back seat. Yeah, I think sorry, we, we should we were
1: talking about it, so I just wanted to bring it up because we were talking about it. I'm sorry. You can take it out. It. No, no I'm gonna leave it
2: in. it in so everyone knows how much you ruined this episode. Bro, I'm sweating Charlie buckets <laughs> right now. Yeah. The the spinning top hat that they have it took 4 days to get that shot because parts of it kept constantly breaking and they Wait,
1: which which part is that?
2: The spinning top hat when he comes out of the ground after uh the 16-year-old contacts him and goes, "Okay, you can be my husband." Oh, okay. And he like Wheels out his arms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it took four days to shoot because it just shit kept breaking. Yeah, well, he's doing one million dollar boys. One million dollars to do. Yeah, one million dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're gonna run it back a little bit uh because, despite me saying that I wouldn't, I talked about Michael Keaton before I wanted to. We're going to run it back to Michael Keaton now that we're pretty much done with the visual effects and how fun they are and how good they did for it only being one million dollars. I do have
3: one more thing with the VFX. Go ahead. The reset, like the hell reception area. And yes. all the people who, uh, apparently in this universe, if you commit suicide, you become a civil servant, um, which does. Yeah. Is in all the other characters in there as like the receptionist, the
2: the hanged man, hanged
3: man the hanged man, the guy who was flattened. I, I don't know how he managed to do that himself. I guess he would have started a bulldozer or something and ran in front of it. Not
2: not every one of them. Well, I don't know if the if the main lady they're like the the lady they go to see, who's a smoker,
3: uh, was that was that Jane? No, she had a cut her throat.
2: Yeah, so you think she cut her? Th- okay, I was gonna say how they achieved that effect fake makeup over the neck a slight tube that runs in and then that tube puffs out smoke and it comes out the fake cut so
1: that's kind of like taxi driver except instead of blood it's smoke yeah oh, her name was back to the previous episode
2: yeah, Juno. yeah i i would like to note i was going to get to this part during our discussion phase but honestly at this point this episode's everywhere and we're going to be jumping around anyway very inclusive workplace they it's very accessible they go. Oh, you hung yourself? Oh, well, yeah. We'll just we'll install pathways we'll so that you can. You. We'll get the whole thing for you. Oh, you're flat? Well, we can make pathways yeah. for you so you can you can get around. No worries, no worries. It was it was part of the ADA, um,
3: the Afterlife Disability Act. Mm. You think they have HR? Were you yeah, cooking lessons, on that? that? Good Were way. you cooking that was, on that, was or way. was that 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 was like twenty seconds in the work?
1: That was that was pretty good. That was pretty, pretty
2: like good. That. good. That was pretty good. He can't he came out with the acronym and everything. Yeah, very, very inclusive. I like it. It was very, very good.
1: Yeah, their, uh,
3: their rate of pulling people back into the caseworkers is very sporadic and random because the shrunken head guy is there for the whole time. And I'm sure he was there, you know, before everyone else.
2: Yeah. Well, he probably has to get regular checkups. They gotta get this shit together. Dude. Oh, my God. The animatronic for the smoker. Huh? This the smoker, Five the fucking need a light guy. You know, the guy who's burnt to a fucking crisp. Oh, he said amateur Oh yeah,
3: okay, yeah.
2: It was good. I don't know. That's all I had to say.
3: Yeah, no, it was cool. I think every all the Alex side characters, the the Maylands died in a very, I guess, peaceful drowning because their bodies are totally normal and everyone else who died in any other way is stuck in how they
2: died wesley 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 check this shit out check this shit out i have a fun fact for you tim burton said yeah lol we're not gonna do that because making you wet the entire movie is michael keaton's job for one and (laughs) would just be not fun for you and like if you were wet the entire movie (laughs) if you were dripping no like we're that's gonna it's not gonna make we're not doing it so yeah that's why they didn't do it they didn't do it just purely out of like no we're not gonna make you do that yeah
1: well and they do they, they are like sopping when they like come in for the first time to the house and then they dry off so i guess that's their way of kind of like getting around it so they're not yeah well also it's like once you're burnt to a crisp you can't like reverse that process so but you, I, think... I guess you
2: can't get dry
1: Yeah, so I think that's kind of the logic behind it.
2: That would also make sense. Well, run it back to the run it back. Michael Keaton and Tim Burton loved each other. They were best buddies. Tim Burton left much of the character's development up to Keaton. And this is where I was saying he was like, oh, you can you can do whatever the fuck you want. But he did give him one rule. Beetlejuice has lived in every time period, but was of no time period. That was his one stipulation. So Keaton was like, all right, this is where I'm going to have him have, you know, the crazy hair, the mold. He had fake teeth. He also allegedly based his performance on the character Chop Top from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So. All right. There's that.
3: We actually do have a slight indication of when he was alive because he does state that he lived through the Black Death. Yes, Was uh, around the thirteen forty six to thirteen fifty three. So he lived in that time period.
2: So it is suggested. This isn't like it's like kind of canon as you can say in the original script or uh, McDowell's original idea for Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice dies because he was like a depressed junky alcoholic that didn't have any money to get the goods, and so he decides to hang himself, but fucks up, and instead of breaking his neck, suffocates to death.
3: That would explain All why right. he is working in, well, he initially is working in HR.
2: Yeah. And he's kicked out to start his own freelance bio... Exorcism. bio Extermination. extermination.
3: Wait, is it bio ex- No, bio it's... Bio exorcist.
2: Exorcism. Bioexorcism. So... That's why he was once an office worker. If you believe the thing that was, I guess originally in the original script and then wanted by the original writer, but not in the actual movie. You know. Eh. On to the the song, the uh, Deo song, which ooh, what was what was the name of that song? It's a calypso song, right?
1: I think it's Deo by Harry Belafonte. Uh,
2: okay. Well, Tim Burton's original musical choice was a song by Doo Wop singers the ink spots
1: oh yeah i
3: don't want that the world wait that's the same band oh shit Hmm.
2: well kathleen or Catherine o'hara convinced him that a calypso song would bring more energy to the scene actor jeffrey jones was the one that suggested the Belafonte song, and the cast spent five days filming the choreographed number right. because again, it was funny and goofy, and they would break quite often. They would they would laugh. They would go ha ha ha, this is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, all the hard work that went into that scene uh, did not impress the studios. They thought the scene was strange and out of place, and pressured Tim Burton to leave it on the cutting room floor, and there it stayed until a late decision by Burton and composer Danny Elfman put it back in its rightful place, uh, with Elfman teasing elements of the Banana Boat song throughout the movie's soundtrack. Nice. Yeah. But this little bit, this little josh around, this little hoo-ha by the studios was not the only thing they goofed up for the movie. They hated, despised, discriminated even against the name Beetlejuice for the movie. They pressured burton they put pressure on this man and as we all know pressure's bad to change the name of the movie to house ghosts
1: excuse
3: Mm. me yeah it was like house ghosts what was the other one i know you have it but
2: yeah
0: oh they should have named it um there's a spider at the beginning and it's not a real town
2: it's it's not a great name burton thought this as well and he jokingly as a joke as a jest not as a real option he said Haha, ha, what if we named it uh Scared Sheetless? <laughs>
3: that okay, that actually wouldn't be too bad.
2: And he was shocked when the studio executives went, oh Oh. that's not bad. All, that's not bad. I like that. They pogged at the <laughs> Scared Sheetless, I like that. That's my impersonation of studio executives. I like
0: Sheetless. I like Sheetless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am a surgeon.
2: oh um i probably should have stated this near the beginning instead of near the end while the setting is the fictional village of winter river uh connecticut all outdoor scenes were filmed in east corinth a village in the town of you won't believe it corinth vermont corinth 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 vermont Interiors were filmed at the Culver Studio in, you guessed it, Culver City, California. Uh. The movie Beetlejuice would be, okay, so we're, we're basically done at this point. I know we've jumped around a whole lot, but it's just, whoopsies, uh-oh. It, it would, was
3: entertaining, that's all that matters.
2: Yeah, it was entertaining, you had fun listening to it. It would release on March 30th.
1: You did have fun.
2: Nineteen. 19- 88 and it would gross i type in beetlejuice Uh,
1: 74.7
3: million dollars
2: it would gross a total of man i feel like it's on the tip i i feel like it's coming back to me all of a sudden as if it's i could hear someone saying it to me
0: 75
2: million dollars it wasn't I don't know why $75 million came to head. It's not that. It's definitely not that. I'm stupid for even thinking that it was that, honestly. No, my first initial brain saying it was $73,707,461 domestically and worldwide was correct. Wow. So you're
3: saying it made money.
2: It made money out of its initial $15 million budget.
1: Tis a profit.
2: It fucking did it. It made... What, 50... 58
1: million? We don't do math on this podcast. Don't. I failed oh. math
2: in high school because... Well, it it'd, be like, it'd
0: be like 59
3: million. Yeah. 59.3 million.
2: Okay. Well, its its initial domestic opening was uh, 8 million, and then worldwide it would all come together to make... I don't know why this says 99.9, 9, as if that's how much money it returned from its initial budget, but it, it made a lot of money back. And this movie would then go on to hit them hot streets at the 61st Academy Awards Beetlejuice Beetlejuice would get juiced and go on to win the Academy Award for best makeup Mariah
1: Sorry, I jumped the gun. Yeah. So excited.
2: And to I'm sure McDowell's excitement Beetlejuice would also win Best Horror Film and Best Makeup at the 1988 Saturn Awards. Because he likes space. And Saturn is a planet. It is. Oh, shit. Researching this movie was also very difficult. Because, believe it or not, this motherfucker's a Broadway musical.
1: Hey. I did know that. On
2: I'm Broadway. Here for your
3: daughter,
2: Chuck. <laughs> very good very good the musical was slated for from what i read 2019 and then guess what covid we had a little bit of a pandemic Oopsie. uh and it is it is just now coming back i take uh, it back it had its final performance on january 8th 2023 so sorry you missed it i mean it's not just
3: the musical this this movie spawned a lot of things because there was also the animated series which I remember seeing as a kid. Yeah. And apparently three video games.
2: Oh. Yeah, and he's also uh he has a whole episode to himself in Teen Titans Go.
1: And, and he's Are you going to talk about what's coming up next year?
2: In Beetlejuice 2?
1: Correct.
2: Which will have Michael Keaton in it
1: and Winona Ryder.
2: Yeah. So it
1: actually, it brings back
3: like Catherine O'Hare as well.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Sick. As as
3: Delilah Deetz. So they're like bringing back the cast.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I know, Miles, I don't want to uh, stuff on your toes anymore. Are we going to talk about uh. the sequel at all?
2: I got no toes left, so um,
1: right. they. I know they had tried to make a. Be- I was looking this up because of the sequel to find out who was in it and stuff. Um, they were gonna try to make a Beetlejuice sequel like back in the, like 1990, and it was gonna be called like Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian because. Okay. Yes, I do. Was- I
2: do know this. I just. Blanked on it.
1: Because it was so, basically the writer was like, yeah, Tim thought it'd be funny to put like gothic, like German expressionism with Hawaiian because it clearly doesn't go together. um But that ended up not happening and he got distracted with Batman and Batman Returns and then it just never happened. But they're finally doing it again and Tim Burton will be directing the sequel. So they're getting some of the gang back together.
2: I read something different. Oh. From what I read, after its large success, the studios were like, Yo, we should make a second one. And Tim Burton was like, I'm just not interested. And he jokingly again said, Haha, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice 2 goes Hawaiian. And they were like,
1: oh, gotcha, gotcha.
0: oh
3: good, good. I Write it like down. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I um, like Hawaii.
2: <laughs> but we both read that. So who's to say who's correct?
3: Uh, on, again, honestly, he like makes the joke of haha, wouldn't that be stupid? And it's like... No, I'd kind of actually be interested in seeing that.
2: I would also kind of want to see dumb. Beetlejuice go Hawaiian, but oh, uh, we get
3: another one next we get, year.
2: We'll get another one. That's uh, all. It
3: might not be next year because filming was suspended in July
2: due to a uh, for what dude, for what reason?
3: What, what are you talking about? Or it's just, just a little thing, just a little oopsie do A little strike. There's a little uh, one. Just as a, a strike that um, there was a lot of bowling going on.
0: Mm-hmm. oh because Ar- arthur clark bowled um <laughs> yeah the entire film industry this,
3: this sag after after a yeah. uh, bowling league started up and everyone yeah. went to go play <laughs> play bowling arthur clark
2: it's just they needed <laughs> yeah. a, a side hobby you know so they thought hey why not bowl despite the egregious bowling costs
3: yeah bowling is expensive
2: yeah get into the lanes mm. takes a lot of cash
1: should we rate this movie guys
2: well we had to talk about it
1: yeah
3: God, oh, you keep jumping the gun here. I
0: Sorry. got nothing
2: to say that no one else is Sorry.
0: Gonna say. I'm
1: so hot.
0: I'm i I'm, I'm. I need
1: to get the AC. He's risking. He's rizzed. So...
2: He's rizzed up. Oh my he's God. He's risen. And oh, dead. he's rizzed. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh, um, he's cooking. He's cooking. He's cooking so hot. He's cooking me. Ooh. Did I just drown? Because I'm wet.
3: Are you saying you're dead? I'm. I don't know. Look, we still need, we need to finish up the bubble bit. No, I have, I have <laughs> a plan. fuck it's <laughs> gonna
0: happen.
2: Arthur. Trust Alright, I'm gonna talk first to bring this shit back on yeah. track. I like this movie. I am highly impressed. I thought the movie was very good. I thought the it was so kooky. I can't believe I've never seen this movie before. It was wonderful. Yeah,
1: it's wild that this was the first time you'd seen it.
2: Yeah. I watched it. Not with Mariah and Stefan. And then I went to them and was like, hey, do you want to watch the movie before we do the podcast? And they were like, well, didn't you already watch it? And I went, yeah, but I could watch it again. Wow. So, a little hint towards my rating. Uh, the visual effects, very good. I find it kind of silly that the book on intro to being a ghost has a section that lays out exactly how to exercise them. Yeah. It's you would book- still- <laughs> the book is wacky, you know? You would think the book would be like, like I, I just don't understand why the book's like, hey, you don't want to get exercised because you go to this like super hell. Here's the exact passages that you definitely shouldn't let anyone say.
3: Maybe it's like it's like a warning initially where it's like, oh, you don't. If, if these words are starting being said, you need to do something immediately because it's a guide for the recently deceased that is... I guess just left as a real physical object that anyone can have. When you
0: when you sit down and you really start to hammer it down, you realize, um, it's kinda silly. Yeah, this yeah. movie's a little silly. I think it's a little wacky. I think the logic is not quite real life.
3: Are you telling me there might not be ghosts that have book the guide Well,
0: I don't want to rule anything out. I don't know what your parents have told you, but in my experience, I've never
3: uh bits over i guess it's over it's
1: All right i'll talk about what i thought about this movie um i've seen this movie many many a time it was definitely not my first time watching it so my- probably,
0: like- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i formally resigned from this bit <laughs> i'm stepping down <laughs> from this bit
1: um i did want to read so when my little sister was here last year we showed her beetlejuice and um on letterboxd i wrote down her review of the movie and I thought I would read it out. She was 15 at the time. And she said, it's like a fever dream, but like a good fever dream. And uh, I agree with that. I think it's kooky. I think it's wacky. I think the effects, as silly as they are, fit the story perfectly. I think Michael Keaton is the perfect Beetlejuice. And uh, I love the music. Yeah, it's a good time. I think some of its appeal is kind of lost on me Like the more I watch it, if I'm honest. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know what to expect. Weirdly enough, every time I watch it, it's hard for me to remember that that's Alec Baldwin. Just because it, like, I don't know, I know him older. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's the boss, baby. That's not Alec Baldwin. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of fun every single time I see it. I have a problem remembering that it's Alec Baldwin. But, yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's one of the Tim Burton movies that I like more than some of the others. So, that's all I got.
0: Um... This is just like a staple movie. This is a movie people know, people watch. I've watched it many times. To that extent, it's really hard to rate it because, like, I'm so familiar with it. It's like someone's like rate your right foot. I don't know. <laughs> it's I've had like I've always known my right. One of my. What do you mean rate my right foot?
3: Um, uh, let me see it. I'll give it a rating.
0: Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that here in a bit. <laughs> Ryan, we'll have to turn off the camera. Sheet. But I think. It's a fun, solid movie. It's got some cool, fun, practical effects. Like we said, they're not like great, but I think it adds to the charm of it. Got some cartoon logic, so if you sit here and you pick it apart, you're going to have issues. But that's the fun of it. Acting's good. It, we're probably all going to be saying the same stuff. It's a fun, classic, classic film. I do not condone marriage.
3: Uh, marrying good to a know. 16-year-old as a almost 1,000-year-old ghost.
0: Yeah, the 1,000-year-old your gap is a bit much.
2: Although, yeah, like nine nine hundred ninety nine, that's fine. But like, you're gonna hit me up with a thousand—that's kind of cringe.
3: Well, remember, it's half your age plus seven. So he could go for like you know, five hundred.
2: Five hundred and seven.
3: All right, Wesley, do you have? Well, Wesley,
2: yeah. Well, what would you say, and then end it with a rating, so that we can rate ours and get out of here, so Mariah doesn't die.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. With this this is actually the first time I've seen this film. Um, my knowledge of BLG comes from the animated series and. While it is a really fun film, I enjoyed Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice. I don't know if he even needed to exist in this. If this film was just uh, Maitland's learning how to use their ghost powers more and just trying to get him out or just more of the afterlife, like that could just be swapped in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a whole lot would really change.
0: The concept is strong enough that you could do you could do a lot with
2: just, just there. I, because... I would agree because he is only in it for 17 minutes. Yeah, and but he's just... the highlight. He is the highlight.
3: There's a lot of bits. whenever the Matlins are like doing the the whole bit where he like extends his face out and shoves his hand in his mouth to change how he looks and. Barbara does the same thing with, like, rolling her eyes back and blinking them. I think there's a lot of fun that could have been had with them developing the ghost powers instead of just being like, yeah, no, they know how to mind control six people now. But that's more of me probably thinking too much into it. This is just a wacky little film. Yeah. I would probably give it, I want to say, like, seven and a half absolutely terrible statues that belong in nothing out of ten.
2: Those statues were pretty bad. Right? Miles? Mariah. No, Mariah.
1: I'll go. Um, I'm going to give this seven shrampy fingers out of 10. For everything that I said, it's fun. Uh, it's cl- it's a classic. I don't mind watching it. Good time.
2: Miles? I am going to hop on the bandwagon, and <sighs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to give it seven and a half hangman railways out of 10. Wait. Uh
0: Hangman? Rope? Hangman? <laughs> oh, my goodness, listeners. I think we found our final clue to get me out of the bubble
1: all it took was 15 million dollars what was the first Battering. Uh, i now uh, use bat-a-ring. my battering
0: to pop the bubble <laughs> fall onto the 50 million dollars and the hangman pulls me away from the sandworm wow
3: what? i thought you were just gonna like use the rope to strangle the worm or right um like...
0: it was it was actually honestly... gonna be kill myself but i didn't want to go that way yeah
2: no, I thought you said rope, and I was like, "Oh, he's not leaving the he's leaving the <laughs> bubble, as and he's gonna kill himself." I wanted to end. This. I got it. I thought it was funny. I
0: wanted to end on a hopeful message for our listeners.
2: Remember,
3: you don't want to be a social worker. Don't kill yourself, people. Right. You'll go Beast. to hell before you die.
1: All right, Stefan, what do you rate this? Um,
0: I give it uh, seven out of ten. Miniature houses in a town. That's it. Nice.
1: Good job, gang. We got through it. We did it. We
3: did it. We, did it. we finished.
1: Five, yeah and that was a
0: school teacher miles oh you gotta work on your yeah. whiplashings
1: you usually I, it's me trying to wrangle you guys so i kind of enjoyed watching it happen to not me knowing yeah that i did not have to edit this episode
2: yeah i let my class be pretty free form i like to yeah uh, i'm a very tim burton-esque teacher you know i, I like my students to express themselves yeah. and uh talk about At what height fucking spiders will die instead of me being able to tell them about the history of a movie?
1: Look. Important information.
3: It is important information because Alec Baldwin just threw a spider out of the window and he Mm. tried to save it and he didn't think it through. And that's important to his character as a well-meaning but maybe not totally thoughtful man.
2: Yeah, it's really telling of his character. Yes. Yeah, you're going to pass the class, but I want you to know it's... It's 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 because I don't want the paperwork of failing any of you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh Stefan, you oh. are at the helm for the next episode. Oh right. We're in spooky month, obviously, which is why month. we covered Beetlejuice. Um, so what's what's up for your spooky movie? Okay,
0: well I'll just go with the one I talked about because I forgot to make like a big decision. I wanna talk about we know last last year we did some funny spooky, we did some like, you know, eighty spooky, but nothing like new spooky. I want new spooky. I want something of what the new kids these days are calling elevated horror. I want, I want, I want what these children are into. So I think I'll be talking about the movie
3: The Vitch. The Vivitch.
0: The Vivitch. The Vivitch by Mr. Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. That's cool. it. It's about a witch. It's kind of spooky. I just honestly, I just kind of want to scare Miles. Oh, okay, and maybe me what you gotta make mean, sure you watch it. Dark room, but, uh, it lights off. But uh, we'll probably talk about witch history and stuff. So I don't know. All right, that'll be fun. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. Well, well, Wesley, thank you for joining us for today's yeah. episode. It was I fun to see you.
3: I continued to have fun
1: being here, and uh,
3: I, I don't know. I'll just force myself back in at some other point, I guess.
1: Just show up randomly, Wesley.
2: Yeah,
3: I'll just keep. I'll just keep using nepotism to get on as I am allowed sounds yeah.
2: good and to you other All viewers right. out there if you want to be on the podcast you just have to subscribe to our patreon at one thousand one thousand dollars and you get to be on the episode uh the once. truest
3: fans would know how to find the patreon
2: yeah the and, real fans uh, would know how to find the patreon that i set they up they would and also totally know
3: they would also know where else to find the takes and what locations that would be at well
1: he's a fucking reasons. expert you can follow us on social media we are on twitter and instagram at the takes it took and should you want to send us any questions comments hypotheticals be like friendly send us send us a fun question to start off the episode you can do so at the takes it took at gmail.com but until the next episode stay safe have fun watch movies and
2: be friendly to the ghosts around you
3: yeah, uh, just hang out with them. They'll make you float and dance. Yeah. If you get an A on your math test.
1: Stefan, do you think you could uh, send us out with a Beetlejuice impression?
3: Hey, I'm not, I'm not just your dancing monkey here, darling. I do business. I'm here. I'm here to work. <laughs> I gotta work. You, got, you need something? gone? I'll take it. Uh, hey, hey, are you eating that cockroach over there? I see you left him unfinished. I, I'm, I was up with that cockroach.
1: All right. I'll <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.